Okay, let's go. My name is Alexa West. The D Word dives deep into dance through dirty dialogue with guests from all across the art world. Hey, I'm your host Renata, and welcome to the D Word. I always don't know if I should just take it back to childhood or just like start at like my most exciting question, which I guess I'm gonna do that one. I was reading your website and I see that you call yourself the dance artist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is a really good question. I prefer this because like some people colloquially use the terms like choreographer or dancer or like a uh, sculptor, which I'm very opposed to the word sculptor for myself. I don't know why people have been saying it a lot recently and I'm like, no. Um, but I like the term dance artist in the sense of like, I create dance works that are like not just based on dance or on choreography or in like it's a whole picture, it's a whole room, it's a whole environment and it's like an economy mm. of things that add up to a dance and not dance being a singular person moving. Yeah, that's yeah. a way for like to to think about it, but it's more of like um so it's like set, prop, costume, sound, even sight is a huge like part of it, um, but it's, it's like how an audience feels like inside of the space, like all really important things. Tony Segal, he uses the term constructed situations. This is really nice that you're using this word, dance artist. Coming from Cooper Union prior to that Martha Graham, like did you arrive to dance artist on your own? Because you said that you're opposed to calling yourself a sculptor. <laughs> yeah. So how did they treat like your history in that setting at Cooper Union? Yeah, I think, I mean, I can't say for sure, but I think they were excited having someone who is like performance-based because a lot of people, the, the program at Cooper is very much rooted in like history and sculpture canon. Um, yeah, huge, huge. But also because it's like there's not a ton of tech there. Like it's not like a tech heavy school. There's not a ton of money. And so all, their main asset and what I love about Cooper is the people. They like are very specific about acceptance. And then who teaches there are like some of like the most amazing artists in the city. And so having that kind of environment and me coming in with dance and having them ask questions about dance that maybe like composition classes within like a dance education don't ask and it's a very intense approach to like why did you make this decision how did we feel when we came in the room and all these things you're like no but you, we're just talking about the piece and and all these other things are coming into consideration because of how they're addressing painting or sculpture or video and so I think that allowed me like a really a different way to approach making dance. Okay. I mean, did you use the word dance or would, were they referring it to performance? Oh, I mean, like in general, it was hard to make dance there. Like it was hard. Okay, wait. <laughs> Cool. Let's back up. So I'm like I dodged the question initially. I think yeah, it was hard to make dance in an art institution. Like I'm so doing it again. I'm I'm I've like yeah, I'm back in my own shit because I'm in a grad program right now where you're allowed to do that. You're allowed to. No, it's hard. Oh my! It's still hard. God. It's yeah. never easy because yeah. people who don't know about dance are uncomfortable with dance. You know. Mike, say it, bitch. They hate talking about dance. Yeah. So you were raised in Houston, Texas, and then you went to Martha Graham here in New York. There's a little bit of an in-between. Um, I went to the University of Colorado at Boulder for oh, a year. nice. And was a dance bio major. And just, it was not the right environment for me. I don't think I was ready for college at that point. Like, I just chose a school that my brother had went to, basically. I was like, I'll just go with what's familiar. And I went there and it just wasn't like, it's a really good dance program, honestly. That's cool. But it wasn't right for me. I was like still very much in this era of like wanting tons of technique and like wanting, like it was very conceptual, the program is, was. Is that where you were coming from? Yeah, like very like studio stuff, musical theater and Horton. Okay. Those were like the big things. I definitely see the Horton. Yeah, there's a lot like, of Horton. Yeah. And then... I went to Boulder and it's like, not that it was a bad place. It just wasn't the right fit for me at that time. Okay. So I dropped out and I moved back to Houston and then like reevaluated what to do. And it's like the Graham program 
seemed like a good fit for my interest and Jesus. also like my body type and like like my abilities were kind of like it's like this strong technique that's not balletic it's like dramatic like, I won't go to Catholic school I'll just go to jail <laughs> exactly exactly it's like trading in rigor for rigor yeah um and so I did that did you say it's a rigorous Pilates Oh my god, no. She was she also took with Joseph Pilates nonstop. And then so she just added some like Oh my fucking It's all the same. As someone who's obsessed with Pilates and obsessed with Graham technique, it's it's very similar. Wow. Though I'm sure some Graham Graham people would hate that, but I don't know if this was the case for you, but in my classes of Graham it would be like an hour and a half of class and we would be like forty five to fifty minutes just like on the floor. Sitting. Yeah. Sitting upright. Oh on this God. weird part of your tailbone. Yes. With your hip flexors just going crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It takes a long time for your body to get used to it and stuff. I like to have PTSD when it comes to ground. A lot of people do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's made it so I like really don't understand release technique. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? Oh, because it's all like contraction. Based? Yeah. It's yeah. just all control and hold. It's like about like tension and like, yeah, like there's like the release is supposed to be internal. <laughs> How do you feel about the witch dance? I love the witch dance. You mean Mary Wingman? So you were like, I deem Martha Graham compatible. Yeah, with okay. my, I don't know, like 19-year-old self who had no idea what was going you. on. Good for you. And I, while I was there, um, my boyfriend at the time was at Cooper. And okay. so I was hanging out with all these Cooper Union students. And I was like, they are smart. And I like the what's going on there and I want to be part of that you know so how long were you training at the Graham school I think like a year and a half okay and how what did that look like oh my gosh it was it was like I'm like I don't even think I could talk about it <laughs> so we're in the old Merce studios on West Beth the top floor and so it's like cursed or haunted by Merce Cunningham's like Whoa. spirit because he died in there Oh, what? he told it. I mean, I, I don't have, like, actual factual proof of this, but I feel like I've heard it enough that, like, that man, like, lived and died in those rooms. But that giant studio. Wow, yes. And I've then, seen on YouTube. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a beautiful giant room. And then, like, my level, because I was never advanced level, was put in the tiny, tiny room to the mm. side. Yeah, but it was, uh, I think class started at eight or nine, and we would do, like, three back-to-back classes. It would be, like... Graham and then ballet and then Graham or oh, Graham okay. ballet something else. What were the other techniques they were offering? Ballet and like a comp <sighs> maybe. Stop. It was all Graham. You would do level one Graham, then you do ballet, then you do level two or something like that. Wow. And could you wear your own thing? Yeah. So you oh, had to good. wear leotard and tights or unitard. Oh, great. And, that and you could it. pick whatever color. Or yeah. Your... Oh, see, that's really nice. Yeah. yeah. But they were, you know, if you wore warm-ups, they would make you take them off and stuff like that. It right. was that kind of environment. It was cold in there. But how did you feel about, like, meals and gram? Like, eating meals. Because I you elaborate? Yes, sorry. Because <laughs> I, like, I know about eating. What do you mean about meals? So, like, you know, I would eat accordingly to, like, what technique I was going to be doing. So if I had gram, I knew that I wasn't going to eat something crazy because I was just going to be frustrated and irritable. And it's, like, all stomach work and stuff. Yeah, and it's also, like, I'm not trying to, like, feel dense or heavy or stagnant at all. Yeah. So, like, on my days of gram, I would be, like, cautious... I don't really remember how we ate, honestly. I think it was also like I was living in New York City at 19, okay. trying to get somewhere across town, you know, at like 9, 8 in the morning. In my Yumiko. I, yeah, in my, in my Yumiko or my class in, yeah. you know, like, oh, yeah. yeah. And I think I just like stuffed power bars and would like run down the street. I was really, I think I was obsessed with donuts. Like I was just like oh, getting wow. like fast carb, you okay. know. Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> Um, so you were there for a year and something and you were in the inner circles of your boyfriend who was doing studio practice based work at Cooper yeah. and that's what kind of like, activated you. Yeah. So he and I, he's one of my best friends now. He was like my high school sweetheart and he's always like, he still is a visual artist, a really amazing artist. But since our entire, like we started dating at like 16, we've mm-hmm. always been really like close and like shared practice together. And he had a really expansive photography practice that kind of led to sculpture and I he always like included me in everything and like taught me stuff and so 
um, yeah, he just, like, was, like, you should go to the school. You, like, also deserve this, you know? Cool. And so, he, yeah, he was very encouraging and, like, kind of, like, helped me, like, push ideas okay. to, like, make it more accessible to, like, a visual arts community. Make what? Oh, like, my application. The application okay. for Cooper's crazy. But, yeah. Oh, like, it was all <laughs> dance videos. I sent them all dance oh, videos for the most part. Yeah. I think... I had, I tried, I did figure drawing to like show them that I could. I was all insecure, you know, I was like, they'll they'll think I'm not like good enough at this or that. So they'll turn me away. All these like anxieties you produce. Um, So I like took figure drawing at, I forget, the Art Student League is like, you can go do that. And so I sent them like, just like, like folded stacks of like large sheet of paper with charcoal all over them. And I was like, look, I can do that too. (laughs) Like I can move my fingers. Yeah. Yeah. And then I got really into like, um... I was doing, like, metal casting oh. in my apartment with pewter, which is a low melting point metal. So I, like, produced some, like, small sculptures out of metal in my apartment to kind of, like, show them that I had at least the ability to learn other things. Did you pick this up because of the application, or you had been doing that? No, I, I picked it up because of the application. It was all to prove a point. It was all out of right. insecurity. When you were applying, were you, you were very... Uh, like obvious that you were using the word dancer yeah okay yeah and I was also trying to like you know I'm I'm like a really big fan of like finding dance on the internet it was a big part of like my high school experience was learning about like New York dancers from the internet and so I was pulling and I found like very niche references to even like present to Cooper when they're they asked for like a questionnaire of like what are your favorite artists and stuff and so you know I was like you know they know about Yvonne and like all these you know of like kind of drawing lines for them to like make it I don't know I felt like I was doing I was trying to convince them of something which any sort of application is but and also just like educating them yeah and then like like adding in a couple extras where I'm like you can go look these up these are good ones so that's a great question so who were your references at that point and have they changed yeah, I can't tell you, honestly. It's oh. so long ago. It's oh, like over okay. 10 years ago now for me. Um, I'm sure I put Yvonne. Um, I know I put Paul Pfeiffer. I don't know if you know this work. I know Paul Pfeiffer. You know him? Of course. He's the one that eliminates the basketball player yeah. holding the trophy. And so I made like an argument for that being dance, you know? Ooh. What was the argument? Oh, that, like, taking out a body and, like, letting an object continue is, like, referencing the, ob- like, the body emotion. And, you know, like, I wrote, like, this whole thing about how that was dance and all this stuff. Paul Pfeiffer's fucking great. Yeah, but yeah. that, you know, it was, like, some Art 21 shit, you know? Yeah. I was just trying to, like, it's so funny looking back about how, like, insecure I was and how I was, like, trying to prove to someone that I, like, belonged in this art context. In Cooper... How far away did you get from dance or how close did you stay? And like, who were your references, I guess, like coming out of it, like senior year? Yeah. So towards the end of Cooper, I think I, I had a lot of phases in that program, but towards the end of it, I was making like only sculpture Wow. pretty much. Were you surprised by yourself? No, it was, it was in reaction to like Cooper, the, I would show, for instance, I'd show a performance in like a sculpture class and the crit would be quiet for 15 minutes. Were you one of the only ones doing this? Yeah. And so like, and so, but in reaction to that, I was like, I want to have people, I want to get school I want to have people talk about my work can I make an object that addresses the same issues or Mm -hmm. like ask the same questions and get the same conversation out of an object so it's a really good way for me to like learn how to make similar things in a completely different form and were they able to arrive to dance through the object people in my like thesis work at Cooper like the whole crit was talking about how they like thought about their bodies and how they thought about being, like, positioned around the objects or how the, you know, like, everything was kind of referential of a body in okay. a certain capacity. So were you frustrated at Cooper? Did you want your teachers to be, like, supporting you a little bit more with this word performance or dance or movement? Yes, but at the same time, it's, like, you can be frustrated with something but also acknowledge, like, like what the... I don't know, the strengths of a place or the strength of a person is and being like going to an expert on cooking and asking them about like woodworking, 
is kind of unfair. So at a certain point, I was like, I'm going to, and I, at Cooper, I came, became like kind of addicted to like learning or mm-hmm. like develop, Beautiful. like learning new skills or learning new ways of thinking. And yeah. that became more of my priority than focusing on dance or performance. It just became like expansion. Yeah. I've just like, I, I had never been really into like school in okay. my life. I'd always been like kind of shitty at school. Yeah. <laughs> and so Cooper like gave me this confidence to be like, oh no, I like this stuff that I just needed this kind of environment to get here. Um, so I did all sorts of stuff at Cooper that didn't always relate to performance. I now look back on the performances I did there and I love them. They're really weird. That's great. They're super, they're way stranger than stuff I make now, which I'm like, gotta get back. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Art school. Would you want to see a performance professor at Cooper? Would you want to teach performance there? Well, yeah, that, I mean, that's why I'm, I'm a teaching fellow at Bard this semester and I'm like helping out with a class called digital theaters okay and basically i'm like the the like i help them with their projects and that's like my favorite thing is to be like they're like i want to make something about my bathroom and i'm like make this thing but flip it so in the mirror it's in the reverse and blah blah you know just like getting two ideas with them is really exciting but there are there are performance professors at cooper it's it wasn't when i was there it was treated like a calligraphy class or a paper making class it was kind of this like or like this extra like you take this thing you know it was super elective style and it was really like funny to be in a room who were your peers just like it was like mishmash it was like no one who had as a focus and so so funny because i think I maybe came across as being this like uh, like authoritarian on it because I was like, mm. "This is my shit," you know. I'm sure, especially coming from Graham, which I is know. like so like. But no one else knows that, you know, know what I yeah. mean? I know, yeah. But yeah. the people who are my professors that were like these adjunct faculty coming and teaching performance were like all movement research people. It was great, but like you know, mm. they were dealing with a room full of painters and then me, so it was a lot for them. I grew up doing technical work and like studio shit and conservatory blah 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 and then I had like a pretty shitty senior year like you know how it can get in the dance world just very like political lobbying and shit so I was basically just like too so I was like fuck it and then that's when I completely retired from using the word dancer and going Mm. to Parsons was kind of my first time like I mean, I went to conservatory for high school, so all the people I was around were from different areas, but Parsons was really the first time that I was, like, introducing myself as a non-dancer. Yeah. Like, not even carrying that word with me until I left Parsons, and then I kind of figured out, like, oh, I'm definitely, like, I have still been dancing this entire time. Yeah. I came back, and I repositioned myself, but it wasn't really until all of the boyfriends and then the pandemic where I was, like... Okay, I don't have a studio. I don't have classes. So, like, what can choreography look like without that? Like I said, at a certain point, Cooper stopped being about, like, making a specific thing and just about learning. Um, And, like, Mm -hmm. I did primarily take, I think it was, like, all sculpture video classes. But by the end of it, like, I had taken, like... This, anthropo- this series of anthropology classes that I really loved. Whoa. Like, we also, Cooper's not known for, like, humanities, but right. we, for some reason, had this fellow in place named Nick mm-hmm. Devella, who's this incredible anthropologist, and he taught us, like, wow. it was, like, reading, like, Donna Haraway, like, 10 years before she, like, blew up and stuff. You know, or it's just, like, was, like... I don't know who that is. Oh, you should read Donna Haraway. She's great. Um, she has this... The Cyborg Manifesto. I just, like, learn different ways that people go about, like, making ideas happen, you know? And it was, like, I think it changed the way I go about making dances, which I really, really appreciated. So when I after I left Cooper, I, like, went straight back to making dances almost too quickly, I think. It was, like, a straight, like, I think, like, five months later, I was, like, and I haven't done anything ever since, really. But at while I was there, yeah, I kind of, like, would pick it up and put it down periodically. Were you taking any dance classes while you were at Cooper? I took ballet probably three times a week at Perry, because Perry was, like, five blocks up. Wow. Yeah. Good for you. I... Um, let's talk a little bit about your process. What comes first? What comes second? And then my second thought is like, in this environment, when you're working with set and prop and audio, are they isolated? Are they the same? Are they the same? Yeah. So I, 
I don't know. I kind of have it, this running joke with myself that it usually it's like starts as a research process that I then completely abandon. Like I give up halfway through doing all this research. And then that's when like dance happens is because like I start with like, I'm like, we're going to execute this synthesis of ideas around military movement, synchronized swimmers, this, that's like compositing all these things. And then once we like get halfway through, I'm like, I'm bored. Like, okay. <laughs> or like the logics like starts building itself, you know? Okay. And that's kind of the way I, it sounds like I'm like bailing, but actually that's just the process. Um, and it's a lot of like looking to other types of dance to like start it. So it's not always my body or like other like movements that are found in the world kind of in an anthropological sense of being like, like right now, for instance, we're pulling from like ROTC, like walking videos. Wait, don't tell me. ROTC is the army. Yeah, yeah. so it's like high school army kids doing right, right, this right. performance of marching yes, and yes, stuff. Yes, yes, yes. It's so funny. But like, so we'll like reference a video directly and then we'll do it a couple times and I'll be like, actually scrap this part and add in this part. So it gets like more, if you're writing a research paper and you're like sticking to facts and you're like, I'm not going to change this fact. And then halfway through the process, I'm like, instead of that shirt being red, it will be blue. Cause I want it to be, it's like okay. in instigating like authorship whenever I want, okay. which is like just how, I don't know. It just feels like right for me or that's the way it's been working for the past couple projects. Yeah. And so it's getting, so I usually start with a research thing and then I'll propose projects to like a cast and I'll like invite dancers individually. We usually sit down and like mm -hmm. have coffee and talk about like the finances of it, which mm -hmm. are very slim. Um, yeah. And I, I always propose with that a schedule that okay. has like a beginning and an end date so that wow. they know what they're signing up for. Because, okay. you know, if you're doing something for free, you don't want to do something for free for two years. Right, right, right. <laughs> Of course. <laughs> or free, like, free rehearsal. That's what I've done, I think, for the past, like, yeah, like, four or five projects I sit down and I'm like, here are the proposed rehearsal dates. Okay. And, like, uh, don't pay for rehearsals, but I'll give you a performance fee. So it's like your rehearsals are, like, you know, we're spending time together. It's right. a community. This isn't a job. Right. You know? And then um, they can... And I'm never offended if someone's like, yeah, I, I only do work if I get paid for rehearsals. Okay. You know? I, I'm always, like, I'm open to hearing that. This is just how I work. Do um, you self-fund your projects? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> is this mic on? I guess what institutions have you worked with that have funded you? Or like maybe, none. Like none? Um. Wow. I, I, just will, I just will insert and say this. There have been multiple people on this podcast that have a very beautiful, chunky resume that tell me the same thing that they self-fund their things and I'm just like shocked yeah that we do it we make it work it's like it's and crazy. here we are like working seven jobs to have 20,000 rehearsals yeah. yeah so I will say um who has um this place upstate where I used to work called Kino Saito funded okay. like commissioned to work okay and then that that work turned into pump jack there okay. was like an original version that was a little neoclassical, like wine and cheese, unitard Bach music. Okay. And then we took that as an initial structure and turned that into Pump Jack. And then um, New Dance Alliance helped support Pump Jack as well. Nice. And I had a residency through them. And then I've also had a residency through Shea Bushwick. The only other people that have shown my work have been independent curators. So it's like this mixture of... Support, but since they're independent, it's actually coming out of pocket for them. Yeah. They don't have like a larger business to be pulling from. Yeah. So I think it's always, I've always, not always, but no, maybe for the past like five years, I've had someone to help support my work, but there hasn't been a lot of money behind it. That's been one thing that isn't really there. At Cooper, instead of showing performance, I had a better time showing dance videos. Okay. That was an easier way to present work. So I found uh, framing work and having that be an added layer for people to talk about. It was really helpful to get a discussion going. Visual artists love a video. I do too. But also, um, I think I had presented work like, um, I think you came to this piece a long time ago called Pavilion. Like yes. that work we did not document super well. And I had regrets because I like, mm. I like going back. It's like, I, I jokingly call it watching game footage. Like I assess myself through footage, even right. though I have the memory of the performance, but 
the footage is what you remember. And without good documentation, it's hard to be like, here's what I want to work on next time. So it's for myself. And yeah, I mean, I even get, thank you for saying that, because yeah. I get critiqued now. People are like, you need to do better. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, I mean, documenting ephemeral work is always something that is yeah in question. Um, video or performance? Oh, performance, absolutely. Like, I stopped making videos, I think, in the past couple of years just because, like, videos... I don't know, I find performance more challenging. And I'd rather, mm-hmm. I'd rather like, hone that skill. So these words of, like, sculpture, performance, movement, like, you feel comfortable using the word dance. Yeah. You feel comfortable with using the word dancer. For what? For me? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, so crazy. Right now, I'm not a dancer because I'm not um I'm not taking class, I'm not performing. You are what you do and I'm not dancing. I am making dances. Um but I am the last time I performed was I guess with Owen's work. He had a show at 464 and I was okay. in that. But no, I don't um I don't consider myself like a very good performer personally. Maybe that's something I could work on okay. like over time, but I think my the thing I'm interested in is composition and like direction. And like what like I call it dance cuz I think like it's my own personal definition of dance being this expanded thing that includes things that are like very tangible like objects and and like lighting and stuff and then the an intangible which is the whole picture you know and like what it all adds up to is like the dance yeah um could yeah. we could we use like other words like instead of like the set and the object like would you use painting or sculpture or installation no Okay. Because, so I have this theory that I will tell you, it's very, it's very, people disagree with it all the time. It's very (laughs) controversial in that the work I make personally, I don't want ever the objects to be good enough, good enough being, I'm doing some air quotes, but they, they're not um, resolved or they're not complete as an object that would make a good sculpture mm. and vice versa the dance itself shouldn't be able to stand on its own without the objects okay. like the economy of the room fulfills itself so nothing is in um prominence to another there's yeah. no okay i even like with pump jack i think pump jack the dance was like maybe 70 and the objects were 30 like the objects okay. were kind of dumbed down they okay. were becoming like really like um I don't know, like, archetypical things, and they didn't, like, versus another piece I did with this move of, like, set of moving blinds. Yes. And that one was, like, that was a 50-50 between dancers and object, you know? So So it's, like, thinking about the economy of everything. So I I don't make sculpture in that sense. I know it has, like, a strong relationship to sculpture, or it maybe goes about considering dance as a material in the same capacity that, like, metal or wood or, like, plaster is a material, but... In terms of what I'm producing, I call it dance. Like, do you wish to sell your environment as material? Like, do you strive? Oh, like, for do like... you th- consider that? So, do you think in that way when you think about your ecosystem at all? No, I should. I sold okay. the, all the oil drums on Craigslist. I used documentation footage. Wow. It was all like photos of the dance on wow. Craigslist. So fucking cool. I made a profit. I so cool. Oh my God. Um, and but no, I'm, I'm quite bad about thinking about sales. I think I'm too like, um, like, like altruistic or something. I'm like, it can't. And then people are like, but you should make some money. And I'm like, no, dance can't make money. Um, but no, I think, um, Similar to what I'm learning with, like, pageant is, like, the dance isn't what makes the money. It's, like, the funding that comes outside to support it. So if... And that's why in the rehearsal process, I'm, like, I can't pay you, but this also isn't... We're not doing this for money. You know, we're doing this to, like, spend time together and think through some ideas. And that's something that you, like, have accepted and feel good about? I don't know. I think... I think it's unsustainable. 
Okay. Um, well, I, we're all doomed. Yeah. I think if I continue to make work at the rate that I'm making it, I will go broke. Yeah. Um, but I hear this from a lot of dance artists. People are like, all these shows run me, you know? Like, a lot of people are self-funding it because they love it. But um, I don't know if selling parts of the work is the answer is maybe my question. Is like, I think people should fund it without needing anything in, like... Right, like transactional. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I've been talking to like some people, like gallerists about this and stuff, and they're, it's similar with video work. Like mm-hmm. painting shows sell, video shows don't sell. Yeah. So they use painting shows to like support the video shows. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but she's cut that out. She was the one I was referring to that is still self funding and it's crazy. And she works a full time job. She works a full time job. In like and a huge office building in Midtown. Yeah, yeah. And it's so inspiring and it's also really discouraging to yeah. be honest. Like I her career is so stunning. My my yes. thesis is it's like uh it's unsustainable. I just don't know I don't think I don't think our objects that we produce in dance have the same, like, like people make sculptures to be like final things. And right. so I like, <laughs> it's so crazy. How do you feel about audio? Well, I would say, um, so the elements being set, prop, costume, lighting, sound, sight, and audience. And then Mm. affect is like a whole other one. Or like conditions. Conditions is a big one. But all these things are all things that I am trying to like like focus on as I go. Like equally? Yeah, or like for for instance, the project, I'm working on a project right now where I'm trying to have a very different source of lighting than I normally do. Okay. Which I've never done before. I've always just used either the light in the room or like corner spots, you know? Um, and so now I'm like, okay, but what if the lighting can have a strong opinion and have like a reference to the room that's outside of like this kind of neutral, like this is dance lighting or this is room lighting. Um, uh, so sound is one that I'm still like working on personally. I think Pump Jack was a very specific soundscape. Yeah. Did you make that? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. what you make it on? Oh, Premiere, like a psychopath. Were were you grabbing from like MP4s? Um, no, it was a lot of freesound.com. It was some found video. It was some songs from my iTunes library. It was kind cool. of, um... iTunes. Yeah, yes. yeah. Like old <laughs> stuff. Like my LimeWire. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was always just trying to make also a soundscape that would, like, it would change pretty much every rehearsal and every mm. performance. And so it was kind of supposed to... Oh, because I remember, wasn't it on loop? No. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. It's a really long track. I thought I, I thought I heard like an alarm twice. Oh, there might have been like repeat. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Sorry, you're but right. it was just um, having this. Also, trying to push this relationship with the dancers, where they might have like a moment of shock. Okay. A little bit of their like, well, what's this funny sound or okay. something? Nice. And so it was trying to be very um, cheeky. Okay. Yeah. Cheeky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was a cheeky soundscape. I think I'm going to try something new for this one that I'm working on. What are you, what's your research right now? Yes. So I'm working on a piece that has the structure of being two pieces that are right next to each other to make an evening. Oh, so nice. They're yeah. related and unrelated in a lot of ways, but they're mostly supposed to be two separate dances. Um, and and one, you call them dance. There's a lot of things I do when I start a project. I have like goals for myself of things to push like in terms of like structures and then there's like research conceptual ideas Mm -hmm. and then there's what kind of like ends up happening which are like impulses and so one area so there's one group we call the swimmers there's one group we call the bull (laughs) and the swimmers are we're using we've only pretty much work directly from YouTube videos of both um like military units synchronized swimmers but it's the phrases synchronized swimmers do before they get in the pool. Okay. So it's never yeah. in the water, really. There's okay. only one section or one part where you're like, I can imagine that being referenced from the water. But it's these kind of... Um, and they don't get graded for it. So it's kind of also this oh. ornamental addition to their like swimming. Wow. That I find really... like I like that it exists. How like do they that. not get graded for that? It's like the... And so I, I also like that that's like a ritual or it's like part of like their preparation to go get graded is to right. do a little dance. Yeah. How, <laughs> how do you feel about synchronicity? Um, I love unison because unison speaks to like the dance existing outside of like the body. 
Ooh, you know I, what I mean? Oh, like, I also love <laughs> yes, yeah, because yeah. like if you see someone doing an action, you're like that might be just inherent to their movement quality or their decisions. But right. if you see something that's in unison, you're like that exists as like an instructional thing that they both know. You know? Have you ever had a piece where you delegate improvisation? Yeah. How do you feel about improv? I like it. But only as a form of like, um, like delinquency or something. Oh, describe delinquency. Um, like in, so we had this, this piece that was commissioned by my last job that turned into Pump Jack was this, as I said, like the super neoclassical, like okay. it looked very Cunningham. They were in literally like pastel unitards. Mm-hmm. And I think I remember seeing some stuff. Yeah, yeah. I like chat. It was nice. It was a nice dance. I made it for my boss at the time. Okay. And, um, but by the end of it, I was like, I love watching my friends dance. This is a nice structure of a dance, but it really is like quite empty or void of like meaning. So on the last day of, of our run of it, um, we did it like every Saturday for like a month and a half. And on the last night I was like, told my boss we were going to stay late in the theater I brought all random costumes. We brought like a bunch of wine and I was okay. like, drink up. They got drunk and I was like, we're going to do the dance. I'm going to provide a random sound. You're going to put on these random costumes and you can do any part of the dance that you want. You can do none of the dance if you want. Do whatever you want, but like play around in it. And it was like the most exciting thing I'd ever seen. Wow. But it was like using, um, because they had been doing this like structured, like mm-hmm. formal dance for so long, it was so exciting to see them be like, I'm not going to do this part and I'm going to run off and like bang on the ground. Yeah. And that like, after watching that, that became the beginning of pump Jack and pump Jack had these moments of improv inside of them. Yeah. Um, but it was like, I consider it like, we call it pranking. They're pranking me. Hmm. And it's like this power structure of like dance yes. maker, dancer, but yes. it's like, you know, we're together we're on it. You. Yeah. And I'm like, prank me. Yeah. We yeah. used to always joke. Like it's I the worst joke that. in the world. We're like, we're going to prank Owen during germ and we're all going to come out with like red clown noses or something. And everyone's like, haha, don't do that. <laughs> but I kind of like the idea of like something being shoved into the dance that you're not like comfortable with. Interesting. I want to talk about human resources. Oh my God. Dude. Such a fun, fun video right oh my god i mean all of your work is so nice and so great to see but human resources is like i think kind of like encompasses it for me yeah all of it for yeah. you because you're not working with dancers and you usually really work with dancers yeah and anyways you could tell me a little bit more about human resources totally um it is definitely like a, a crowd favorite or something it's a piece okay. that like a lot of, I also really love it I think it's a little dated now in the sense that when it came out like all this like kind of like office um fashion stuff wasn't as prevalent yeah what year did yours come out <laughs> I think it was 20 like 18 okay and parentheses question is this is this like aesthetic, the office aesthetic? Do you think that it comes from you being from Texas? Yeah, definitely. I okay. like grew up in an, like my parents are workaholics. Oh, I've been like visiting this, their like office, like this is their office and that is my dad. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> so it's like just working with the materials present. But like I also like, I think, for a long time, I've been working even before this video, trying with this kind of office material. And I think I've just been around it for so long and understood from my point of view, it's like where my parents were in love and spent time together. And then, no, but also like there's all this porn around offices. There's all this like Ooh. heavy material with offices that people like. I don't know, the fact that the, they, those spaces still look the way they look over all this time, like cubicles still have this like foamy, like, like fabric on them. Um, anyway, I have like a very specific very, relationship with offices yeah. and office materials, but I also don't find them to be that like weird or like, I, I think they're everywhere. In yeah. like every party in the United States, we have these sorts of buildings. So that video, I think I just like on a, not on a whim, I like made a shot list okay. and I had this like little camcorder and I got my dad, my mom and my friend Austin, who's in the video. And I had them all go to their office this night, like, I think it was like 6 p.m. or something. And I just told everyone to wear like a suit. Okay. And we just went through the shots really fast. 
did like an hour and then you'd like taught them choreography no we just literally talked it through it wasn't even choreo I was like dad you stand there and just bounce your knees okay and then like Austin slowly slide down the wall like do it again but do it slower he was like like, task-based yeah it was very task-based um but it was like one of the quickest things I've ever made and then I made the email overlay like a couple like a week later what is that but in the video um I'll send you the full video. It has these sections where there's another video that's overlaid on top of the office footage of it's like an uh like an HR person who like knows about like your body and skeletal systems and like God. kind of somatic practices and they're like emailing you. Oh my yeah. god, bitch. Yeah. That's so good. <laughs> so good it was like truly just like a fast like very intuitive process and it like I think the the like part of it people really love is my dad is like a really great performer wow like I think that's actually the strength of it because I've made a lot of different I've made other videos similar to it with different people in it non-dancers males etc but I think my dad just is like so he'll be on camera and just not move like he doesn't care where other people like turn on a little bit or something he I have so many videos of that man because he just like is the archetypal dude wow what's his sign he's a Leo oh and what's your mom uh Aries oh weird and they're both insurance agents yes and they work together yes they've worked together my whole life wow yeah okay I want to play a little game with you that may or may not be fun. Okay. (laughs) So I want to say a choreographer's name. Mm -hmm. And then I just want you to tell me, like, not your opinion. I'm going to get in trouble. No, no, no. I'm going to, no, no, no. I'll ask, I'll ask about people who are like deceased. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I just, like, this is just purely like a stylistic exercise. Okay. Um, I mean, I'm fine to get in trouble too. It's fine. Okay. Great. So, um, (laughs) I just want you to say an adjective. I'll start with Pina Bausch. Um, drama queen. Anna Teresa is a cures maker. Chair. Ohad Nahari? I don't know. Oh, wait, I do. Gaga. Right? Yeah. That's it. Okay. Oh, I mean emo. <laughs> okay, whoa. <laughs> um, Lucinda Childs. Uh, straight Lines. Okay. Yvonne Rayner. Writer. Lol. <laughs> um, Trisha Brown? Eh. No, I don't know. Uh, water Motor. Deborah Hay? Oh, uh, underloved. Oh, sweet. Um, so you think you can dance? Never seen it. The Rockettes. Oh, military. Military? Yeah. No, military. Yeah. No, like military. Oh. Uh, obedience. What does your studio practice look like? Oh man, it's mainly, it's mainly in like a dance studio. I really don't enjoy, like I don't love, I'll show you my front room, that's like my studio. It's just a storage unit for like props and sets. I don't really, um, I kind of like cosplay having a studio practice during the summers at Bard. Put stuff up on the walls, like all these drawings and stuff and I like, um, you know, just like having this kind of demonstrative studio environment with like stuff. Yeah. But in general, I like don't, I don't love making objects. Okay. That's maybe also why I don't consider myself a sculptor is like objects serve a dance and I love the process of making dances. But um, yeah, generally my way of having a practice is like at home writing, going to studio with people working with people, coming home, reassessing, um, and then adding in elements that are like costuming or conditions or objects pretty early in the process. I have a tough time doing that all last minute because then things change and it's scary. Right. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And so if a curator <laughs> was like, let's have a studio visit, what would that look like for you? Ah, so this is my favorite is like all... Um, take them somewhere public, like to a New York public library or the Staten Island Ferry, and I'll bring a laptop along. Wow. And I'll show them clips and stuff, you know. Wow. And is the site you're picking on purpose? 
No, it's usually just fun. Just it's like, like somewhere. Public. Yeah, I'm like, this is a date. We're going on a date, and this is somewhere where I can show you stuff. Or like, um, if there's someone who's like, I want them to be involved in a certain process, like they can come to rehearsal. Okay. And cool. but that's always a little tricky for I think. Dancers are like it, like adds a different stake. Yeah, yeah. And do you mostly like working with dancers? Yes. Okay. And why? Because I feel like um, I don't have to tell them. I let them do a lot of the work internally. Okay. And they can get there really quickly without. And like we also, the process just goes a lot faster. I've worked with non-dancers a lot. I have less, like, documentation of that online just because I think it's a slower process and there's a level of performativity that shifts from rehearsal to performance. Right. They might be completely comfortable in rehearsal and then when performance comes and there's a bunch of people, there's, like, a shock that comes into play. Right. Um, I also love, like, dancers just have a history in their body. Yeah. And it's... (laughs) Yeah. The body, memory. Yeah, it carries it all. So just this, um, like, even right now, we're just working with walking patterns, and it's quite boring, but you can still see that they're dancers in the way their brain and body, like, connects to the movement, you know? The way that they're researching on their own, just doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Or, like, also, like, it's great. They'll, like, be like, you go away, we're going to go work on this. And I'm like, okay, That's fine. the best. I mean, it's like, thank you. Like, like, I could go remember the choreo. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, it's just like rehearsals for me are like, it's like a community and I generally don't like, I, it's not like a working relationship. It's like a form of friendship. And, you know, I luckily to this point haven't had a lot of problems socially in them. It's like people know to show up on time they know to come you know and tell me if they need breaks etc um how do you feel about rehearsal being the work and the performance being the process or vice versa Mm -hmm. do you ever find yourself being like wow rehearsals i'm like exceeded what the performance gave or yeah i mean i think i'm very like i love and this is a big part of pageant as well is like we all love showing work Mm. and like the like end goal is usually to show it because i don't i have this position that i don't think the work exists till there's an audience yeah (laughs) so like it's the biggest difference between making a painting and making a dance is like you can make a painting and it can be a great painting and it can exist in your home and no one ever has to see it but the dance like doesn't exist till there's an audience to like like be there and like or like yeah witness it and react to it because the it like changes tonally so much if there's like a room full of laughter a room full of like solemn stares um and i so ironic that like that one's like free yeah the other one isn't free yeah (laughs) absolutely yeah Yeah, i agree (laughs) what so what do you feel about the word affect Oh, yeah. yeah. I think this is when you were like, what's the overlying like thought about all of them? Mm-hmm. This is something I talk about a lot or I've like come to through talking a lot about my work at Bard is like I layer affect onto form. Okay. And there's there's a level of like attention to like the formal attributes of dance and like mm-hmm. using the history of dance and the like technique and the shapes that are made by that. But then also bringing in either too much affect or too little and a, a mixture of that. Um, I just need to clarify, affect is affect and effect, right? Like, cause and effect, but affect is the opposite of effect. Affect with an A, I, yeah. I'm, I'm using this term, it has multiple meanings. I'm using it as, like, kind of um, to expression. Like, to impose something? No. Like, um, you're, like... Um, I don't want to use the word emotion, but like okay. kind of the like this one. Um, so I, the way I've described affect before or laying affect onto form is like if you see like a cheerleader doing a sequence of like jumps or like a pyramid mm-hmm. is different than you seeing that while they're like crying. Mm-hmm. And the crying is the affect. Why? It's like an emotional condition that's been like put onto the dance. So affect, in other words, is like provocative like it provokes or evokes it's more of it's a noun 
And it's like it's like emotion, but like visible emotion. Mm-hmm. Affect can also be, from my point of view, yeah. is like something that like you can use as a tool of like like low key social manipulation. You know, yeah. it's like it's like a version of empathy. But okay, and so is the affect happening in the viewer or in the person doing it? Um, in the person doing it, if they're good at it. I guess my question is like, is affect influence? It's it's emotion. I, I that's the closest, but I really don't like that because it's not like true emotion. It's like performed emotion. But like using affect in a dance as a way to like add another layer onto something, so that like if if someone's just doing like Cunningham technique, but they're grinning really big, and you're like, this is strange to see I these see. two. It's like another element. I see, I see. It's another element to the impact. Yeah, and I don't consider it just physical or anatomical because it has to, like, it relates to, like, an internal thing going on. Okay. You know what I mean? So can someone naturally have affect? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. There is a natural affect. And okay. then there's one that is kind of, like, like similar to choosing materials. You would choose an affect for them to take. Can you tell me, like, a pop artist that has, like, natural affect? Or, like, an artist? Someone who has, like, natural affect. Yeah. Like, I feel like we all love um, Jennifer, what's her name? The actress. Lawrence? Yeah. Mm. I'm understanding now. Yes. Yeah. Like, the affect, like, the essence, like, a little bit, like, out of pocket. Like, many things happening at once. Yeah. For her. So, I'll use, maybe there's this, like, character or, like, this, like, thing I work with a lot and I'm currently working with it and it's this kind of like messy woman (laughs) (laughs) or like it's it's always it's always making someone and we use the words drunk okay as an effective tool to add to add to like a choreographic language and so we're like act they're like more drunk that's a way to get across or like less um less restrictive but it's somehow figuring out this choreographic like composite to make this person seem like they have a lot of agency and decision making and power and then they have this effective layer of like looking like a little pathetic in a sense and so combining those two things and as a viewer you don't really feel bad for them but you're interested in like their volatility and but it's, it's like readable yeah yeah and it comes across but it's layering these like mm words Mm -hmm. of like internal things to deal with or like it could be facial or it could be like jerkiness because is abject uh this was the word i was like this is a similar one that has multiple definitions and it means a lot of different things for a lot of different people yeah abjection in my definition because i (laughs) because i went to cooper (laughs) because i read theory is it well abjection for me is um it's very specific it's different than everyone else's i think it's um this sense of when you see something gross and bodily. Okay. Right? So, like, repulsion also. But Synonym. It's repulsion. So, like, you see a Band-Aid on the ground. Yeah. And you're like, whoa, that's disgusting. It's because that has dead particles of human on it, and it reminds you you're going to die. I want to look up the definition of affect. Okay. Am right. I using it wrong? I, no, no, no. I, I'm just interested because I've been hearing about this word affect a lot, and, like, something that always comes to me with good art is, like, a good, good art is like, like repulsion is the best archive, you know, like the most lasting archive. And I think like repulsion is a synonym to abject and could sometimes also be a synonym to affect yeah. if we take away the dead particle part. Yeah. Okay. So you're not, you're not wrong when you said it, it means to have an effect on. Yeah. Effect. But make a difference to but the one I'm talking about is the one that's like to touch the feelings of or to move emotionally. And then I think we use it as a noun as... To hold touch on. the feelings of. Wow. I think it does have to do with feelings. To move. <laughs> that's great. To move emotionally. Yeah, like, I'm like, is religion affect? Like, is Pina <laughs> affect? Like, I know that Anna Teresa doing the chair is not affect, but like, is Pina Bausch doing affect? Like... Yeah, I think I think all dance in like uses affect, affect in some regard, or even like the neutral dance face is an affect. Mm. But like I I personally am I think I'm utilizing or I like to explore different kinds of affect. Okay. Either ones that are way more numb or ones that are way more like 
I don't know, like okay. effective. Okay. It's mood, emotion, especially in demonstrated in external physical signs, mood, which is why I've been talking about like crying or smiling. And... In external physical signs. That's really nice. That's really beautiful. So, okay, then my last question, yeah, which on. veers off, is what is making, like, what is like turning you on right now? <gasps> um, <laughs> I am horny for, in dance or anything. I mean, in yeah, in your research and process. So with as a dance artist, my work, I'm really excited to be playing with lighting more. Okay. I'm working with like lighting fixtures that pre-exist in other contexts. I think something I use a lot of my work is like jokingly, it's a sense of futility. It's like using the thing wrong, and so using like I have these um, outdoor sconces. I'll show you them. They're over there, but they're like, um, you know, like wall sconces that go on like the outside of buildings. What are sconces? Sconces are like lights that are only go on the walls. Okay. okay. So it would like be like right here and okay. the light fixture would come out of it. Okay. Um, and so I'm really excited for having this kind of um, environmental lighting source that okay. isn't like neutral. And then um, wetness. Okay. <laughs> I'll just leave that there. Yeah. <laughs> Come to my show. <laughs> and um, I think, oh, I'm really interested in making things right now in a sense of like high definition. I think in the past I've yeah. been existing or I've like really, my natural way of working is making things ambiguous in a okay. sense of being like this could exist 20 years ago where it could exist now where this person is in an office or they're in everyday where you know so timelessness has now become more of a stamp for you the high rise is more like yeah so everything in this piece i'm working towards is like there's no question about it it's highly okay. specific okay that's yeah nice. that's really nice for instance i think i'm something i'm interested in is like words on clothes very, very, very direct. You can't, yeah, there's no question there. Or I have, like, a, a mascot costume. There's no and question. And is that affect? No. Yeah. So, like, your affect during drips was yeah. kind of um, very specific. You were somewhere between, like, seeing God or a ghost. Mm. And you were kind of in shock. You know, you were giving, like, it was the face. Okay, yes. So the and the essence that you're emoting, whether it's intentional or not yeah I, but i understand what you're saying now okay yeah so sometimes affect can be placed can be told or sometimes affect it can happens. be neutral like like okay. all elements of a dance there can be where you're like we don't know what we're doing for costuming everyone just wear your rehearsal clothes okay and that's a costuming decision even though it seems kind of like inherent okay but i think a lot of the times people are use like inherent affect and I think I'm a little bit more specific about affect. Okay, you're like intentional about yeah. affect. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, not to say cool. it's like good or bad for other people. It's just something for me. I think it changes what a simple movement is. Right. You know? Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fuck. I'm like, we could be here for ages talking about movement and everything. Is there like a pop artist that you're into right now? A pop artist and what? Pop what? Like music. Oh. Um... I always, I always really love Post Malone. Oh, I love that. <laughs> He's like cancer. My final question, which I wanted to ask you before, is that you're saying that you are an adjunct teacher aide to digital theater. theaters. Yeah. What is what about it is digital? Oh my gosh, everything. Oh, it's actually like, online. Yeah. Well, so Bard has multiple campuses around the world. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Forgot. <laughs> Bard Berlin, Bard Johannesburg. They offer this teaching fellowship during the year that you can do. And normally they put you in like a sculpture class or a painting class or a video class. Okay. Because I was like, I don't know. You're a dance artist. Because I'm me. They were like, we'll put you in theater. Okay. But I really like the professor I'm working with. She's like a scholar on performance. And she's like writes about Phaedra School a lot. And she's great. Whoa. I'm not as much of like a digital person okay. i don't like value that or i'm not as interested in thinking about like performance with algorithms like that's not really my no. shit you know what i mean is it digital because it's post-pandemic or yeah it's... we talk about the pandemic a lot that's cool yeah it just feels a little too soon to be like kind of analyzing it. but yeah the class itself like it's really exciting to be teaching i teach a workshop a video workshop on fridays that none of them come to oh, okay it's kind of crazy that i'm getting paid to like 
teacher work time. To log on to Zoom and no one comes. But wow. I'm doing it because I was interested in it. I don't really know. I'm not like, I don't consider myself a real academic. So I don't like, it's not like my goal to teach. I think the only thing harder to get into than being an artist is being an academic. So how is your MFA program going? Like, what are you studying? I'm in the sculpture department. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, you're like, you contrarian motherfucker. (laughs) Miss dance artist over here. I know. This is my funny thing is like, I keep wanting, but I think that's what makes makes like keeps me engaged in the work is I don't want to make dance you don't work with dancers yourself. yeah constantly yeah. it's no, just like uh, of course this is why the d word isn't really called the d word even though we're talking about d-a-n-c yeah 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 I've like always just really been drawn to like kind of like what I call like chaotic chaotic neutral oh wow where okay. it's like they're not even chaotic good they could swing any way yeah and I think those people are really interesting and wow. I'm yeah, and maybe it's like I'm I'm not what what word were we using? Uh we were talking about messy women. Like I don't think I'm like fall into that, but I am like quite like gross or like okay. feralish mm-hmm. in this way that I think I resisted for a long time. I'd be like, okay. No, I'm super clean and I okay. like tidy up and now I'm like no, I'm disgusting. Like, <laughs> I'm gross. And that's like, people love it, you know? If they're like... <laughs> yeah. I know exactly what you're Yeah, saying. I'm like, yeah. I would like pee in someone's car if they were mean to me. Like, that's oh, the kind of crazy I am. Fuck. So, Affect. yeah, like, I'm nasty and I'm Affect fine with me. it. Like, I pop, okay. I'm like, I'm like body gross or whatever. And I'm trying to lean into that more. But I think Where's... I like, crazy recognizes crazy in other people. Like, we yeah. have different kinds. Right. I'm yeah, not like absolutely. a 2 a.m. crazy, but I am like a, yeah. Pee in your car crazy. Yeah, I would. <laughs> like, now we could go offline and talk about what we were talking about before. Um, thank you so, so, so much. Um, this is great. Uh, I hope I hope I did a good job. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Thank you. We out. We out. The D-Word is sponsored by Secretary of State.